The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Some leather-lunged New Yorker. He's cheering for the Panthers, but he's behind me. And he was making all these jokes. He's like, yeah, the Panthers are losing by a hair. I heard these Florida fans are rabid, but this is ridiculous. Anyways, and then security came down. Right from from everybody, because the rabbit's not hurting anybody. I was kind of hoping the rabbit would crap all over the kids. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yeah, buddy. Thank you, Rick Regan. And welcome, everybody, inside your favorite daytime sports talk show. It's episode, if you can believe, number 1,139. We're in season five here on Game Plus Television. Wouldn't that make a hell of a Netflix series? The RP Show. Let's bring in the moose. He would be played by, of course, Jason Sudeikis. You still thinking that Vince Vaughn's playing me, or uh, have you have you changed your mind on that one? No, it's Vince still Vince Vaughn. Vaughn? Yeah, and casting. I'll, you know, we can let the viewers in. Casting this show is one of the funnest things I think we do with our time trying to figure out who the different characters are, and we haven't figured out once who would play Buffalo Bill. I think we get the original Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. He was in, uh, was it Breaking Bad, that guy? I think he went by the name Buffalo Bill in, in whatever Netflix. Let's get the original guy. <laughs> oh, man. I did not expect to take this turn. And for those that don't know who some of these names are that we're about to, did we come up with somebody for Clark? I can't, I can't remember. I just remember Mike Abu Meshrick, the 10-year CFLer, who wanted to know who we had cast to play him in the Netflix series of the Rod Peterson show. He suggested John Hamm. Yeah. That's, what he, that's who he thought should play him in the Rod Peterson. And uh, our friend Luke Mullender said, no, Sinbad is going to play Mike Abu Meshrick. <laughs> and that was far more done. Finished it. Yeah. Perfect. And, um, yeah. By the way... John Ohm, just to put a wrapper on hour one, but I feel like it's going to carry over into here into hour two. That's what we do. He's answered. He says, the NHL dudes on XM radio didn't think the knee on knee was dirty because David in Winnipeg wrote in late in hour one and said, what did I think of the Strom knee on knee on Kyle Connor the other night? And I said, well, was it on Kyle? Was it on Kyle Connor? Whatever the, I just did a quick Twitter search. Whatever the neon knee was, yeah. I didn't think it was dirty. Fake Gainer has written in on Twitter. I got distracted here. Sorry, it doesn't take much, as you know. He says, hey, solid show. If you could ban only one thing from your neighborhood, who would it be? Lawnmower guy or ignorant bird? And 56% of people writing in, it says ignorant bird. But no, no, you haven't met lawnmower guy yet. He's ignoring, he's, he's annoying. But as I've said to Serena, it's not his fault. He's not capable of much more. So I let it go. I let it go. But they're both here to stay. So anyways, on the officiating thing, let me put it to you. While I look up this Kyle Connor incident again from the Jets game last night. Bubba O'Neill, former offensive lineman. That does not shock me at all. He says a penalty is a penalty. It was a penalty on Kadarius Tony. Of course, he's a Bills fan, but I digress. He still thinks NFL officiating's bad, B-A-D, and needs to get better. Do you? Um, the officiating always needs to get better. It has been tough this year, and I think it's not necessarily that <clears throat> they're getting calls wrong. I think it's the inconsistencies. And we often talk about replay. I think replay has a lot to do with that because you're always wondering, okay, what's the replay going to show? Can it be reviewed? And you're trusting your gut less and your instinct less. And, you know, um, and I think that's an issue for officials. 
And I saw ESPN had an official, their, their officiating expert, all the networks have them, came out and said that the referee was correct to make that call. And that's who you have to side with if you're an official or if you're an officiating expert, because was Kadarius Tony offside? Yes, he was offside. But does it mean the call should be made? Probably not, especially if there hasn't been any warnings or any conversation earlier in the game about, hey, you got to back your foot up a little bit. It's not like it was something that we talked about throughout the broadcast. It happened once, was a bit of a ticky-tack, <laughs> didn't affect the play, right? And should never have been called. Well, where I'm on this, I've given up, or uh, given in, not given up, given in on a lot of things. And one of those is the officiating conversation. It would be dumb for us to do a two-hour daily sports talk show and then not talk about what all the fans are talking about. That would just be dumb. Right. That would be suicide on our behalf. So um, I'll equate this penalty on Tony last night to speeding or a parking ticket. If, <laughs> if you got a speeding ticket on a Saskatchewan highway or Canadian Highway going 110 and a 100K speed limit, you'd probably be pissed off. You probably would be, right? Because what, what's the buffer? I'd always heard it was up to at least 114. You could go 114 and not get a speeding ticket in Canada on an open highway. I don't know what it is in the States, and I haven't got a ticket yet, and I don't plan on it. But you know what? What's that buffer for you that you learned you could get away with on the highway and not get a ticket? 112 uh, for me. That's what I always thought, 112. And to be honest, the Kadarius Tony thing is like going 105. That's what it's like. Yeah. It's like going 105. Technically, you're speeding. Technically, the, you should write the ticket. But are you really um, making society better by get, writing that ticket? Are you really cleaning up the world? No, you're not. <laughs> Who gets to draw the line? Again, if you got pulled over and got a ticket at 105, like, hey, what are you giving me a ticket for? You were speeding. I was going 105. That's what I said. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. You were over the posted speed limit. Trust me, been there. Have the scars to prove it from SGI driver's safety class. Um, a couple times. Or the guy, what always annoys me the most, frankly, just for our Saskatchewan and our Regina listeners, is the people that bitch when they get a parking ticket. My meter expired for two minutes and I got a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> your, your hour was up. Like, what are you bitching yeah. about? You know? And so, again, he was offside. So I'm not really sure what I'm arguing here. Um, People actually have convinced me a little bit more on the Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, that they're in the wrong by the amount of bitching that they did. But me now as the certified mental health and addiction recovery coach with DUIs, people spend like $10,000 or more trying to get off with those. And it's like, did you do it? They don't want to answer that question. Of course they did it. If you spend enough money, maybe you can get up. But you did it. You sped, you drive drunk, you do the crime, you have to do the time. Well, I would only had a couple, Kadarius Tony only had a couple drinks over a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, Brian. It was from my mouthwash. He says, the cell was, yeah, the cell was in your hand, but I just, the cell was in your hand. But I just picked it up off the floor. I know guys that did that. I wasn't I looking at it. <laughs> Jeff in Yorkton says, anything over 110, you really start taking a chance. The RCMP can adjust that depending on their mood of the day. <laughs> Jay Miller in Winnipeg writes in and says, Mahomes was double parked? I'm confused. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm just saying. Again, you guys are convincing me against what I went on the air of feeling. You guys are flipping my opinion here. You either sped or you didn't. You either broke the law or you didn't. Right? You either stopped at the stop sign or you didn't. 
you know? And I just you know, think further, a liar, liar. What? What would you say to my cousin who, you know, this happened? Stop breaking the law. Arts <laughs> <laughs> whole. Yeah. Carlos in Indianapolis says, I'm guessing a lot of people lost money with that offside call, which incidentally, I don't know why they call it offsides, plural, but whatever. That was part of uh, one of the stories that I read this morning. It might have been from the Associated Press Wire about how this affects betting. I mean, oh, gosh, I, I feel I, I, I want to get around to the Calgary Flames ownership because when it comes to betting, it annoys me. I don't think the games should change the way they've been called forever. Tim Peel, in my opinion, should have never lost his job. He got caught on a live mic admitting that they make up calls in the NHL. We all know it. And you convince me that that's not right. I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're just lying to everybody then. That's okay. So where, where, where are you? On, before we move on to the Calgary Flames, we got to spend some time on that, on the betting aspect of what happened in the Chiefs-Bills game and how NFL officiating overall needs to be looked at in the realm of betting because it's such a big revenue generator for the league and sports in general. People lost money on that game that bet on the Chiefs because the Bills beat the Chiefs, okay? I think the Bills earned that win. I really do, the way they kept the Chiefs in check, especially in the second half. The only reason that you think that the Chiefs lost, you know, you, you burnt the Chiefs and all the betters is because the Chiefs ended up scoring on that play on what was a miracle trick play. Kelsey chucking it across the field and Tony running in, right? It's not like it was a chintzy penalty on a play that the Chiefs were down inside the five-yard line on fourth down and they were going to score and it was a given and you really took it away, right? There, I mean, you, you took away a miracle play. It's not like you screwed the Chiefs. They were lucky if the play would have stood to win that game. So it's not like it was in hand. It's not like you screwed the Chiefs in that sense. But at the same time, yeah, it was a bit of a chintzy call that took a, a big play off the board. We could sit and talk about this forever. Like we're Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid out of line. That's, all, that's another thing. <laughs> I, got, I, I really got to stop. I'm going to get upset. I'm going to have to go for a walk here later. Calm down. The whole Andy Reid says the NFL should be embarrassed by that penalty call. Most coaches would be fined, as you know, for saying that. Because it's Andy Reid, though. The lovable Andy Reid. The cheeseburger-loving coach of the Chiefs. He's not going to get fined. Or maybe he will. But why can some guys say it and others can't? I've never quite figured that out. The poll question today for our friends at Kyoto Group is this. Should the NFL be embarrassed by the Tony offside call in the Bills-Chiefs game? And by the way, 86% of respondents saying no. No, the NFL shouldn't be embarrassed. At Key Auto Group, by the way, they're driven by safety. Experienced peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. 86% of you saying no. Andy Reid is wrong. The NFL should not be embarrassed. And as I said in the morning meeting today, it's like every single day people wake up and expect there to be integrity in sports. And when there isn't, they're disappointed. Like every day. I just feel like they're... Never, ever, ever going to get it. And that's a wonderful segue to our next point that we did not get to. The Flames are at Colorado tonight. It's one of four NHL games. Flames lost, I think it was 4-2 to New Jersey on Saturday afternoon. I watched a portion of that. Uh, the other games tonight are Arizona and Buffalo. The Leafs are at the Islanders. John Tavares, two points away from 1,000. Wouldn't that be something if he hit it tonight on Long Island? Red Wings at Dallas and Calgary at Colorado. I don't know, Darren, if you read my 10 things column on the weekend, but if you didn't, I'll refresh it for everybody. I'm not sure that everybody watching right now or listening did. Post-media reporter Bruce Garriock, also of TSN, reports that the word in the NHL amongst the executives is that the Flames' ownership won't allow sign-off on trades with the Maple Leafs because they're still sore at Brad Tree-Living now the general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs for the fact that he left Calgary and it was intimated the way that he left Calgary. 
which I don't think was a big deal. This was on my radar because a friend of mine, Al Nickel in Calgary, posted an article from a website called thewincolumn.ca outlining all of this. Again, the flames are sore at Brad Tree Living, the former general manager that they basically fired. I think we would all agree with that. Went to Toronto, and now they're pissed at him, and they won't trade with him. They're hurting themselves because Brad wanted Nikita Zdorov in Toronto. They didn't make the deal with the Leafs, and he ended up going to Vancouver. And now the Flames are trying to find somewhere to send Chris Tanev, pending free agent, and the owners are vetoing that. Or the owner, there's one guy, Murray Edwards. He's from Regina. But he's not the only guy, in my opinion, in that organization that's a problem. I think I said this last week. One name keeps coming up whenever I ask hockey people in Calgary who's the problem or what's the problem with the Flames. And it's not Murray Edwards. It's another guy's name. But I'm, again, I'm, I see Flames fans now writing me and Calgary hockey fans that may not be Flames fans, but they, you know, they cheer for another team. They're like, this has been going on? Yeah, we've all known it forever, guys. Like, what do you think about it? What do you think about it? I mean, I understand why, <clears throat> excuse me, why teams have grudges and why you hold a grudge, but all at the same time, you still need to do what's right for your organization. It comes down to a similar mindset of teams that say, we're not willing to trade within the division. We're not willing to trade with our rivals. You know, I understand That's different. that. That's different. And it is different, but at the same time, you need to do what's best for your team, regardless of personal vendettas. I think you owe your fan base to do what's best for your team. Sometimes what's best for your team is not to trade with your rival. I understand that. But to not, you know, trade with Toronto, who's in a different conference, who you don't play that often, who you'd only meet in the playoffs if it was in the Stanley Cup final, that's just petty, and it's going to hurt your team to have one less trade target or trade partner uh, to work with. Jeff, a Stamps fan, says, who, Rod, who? By the way, your Titans pillow fell down. Tells me they're going to lose tonight, which we already know they are anyway. Not a good sign. Um, have a look over your have a look over your shoulder. <laughs> I and I'm not saying who that person is. The people in Calgary know. That's enough for me. And Jeff says winning starts at the top, so it's no wonder Flames generally wallow in mediocrity. Um, yeah, I'm, I get what you're saying. Not trading within your division is a rivalry thing. Why would you help a team in your own division? But if you want to know, let's be honest. There was the report that uh, the Flames wouldn't allow Brad Trilliving to go on the draft floor at the NHL draft before July 1st because they were paying him to the end of June, even though he was fired. Just dumb. dumb. It's just dumb. Well, that's business, Rod. Yeah, well, business is dumb. How about being good human beings? Not 12-year-olds in a freaking sandbox, or maybe 8-year-olds in a sandbox. I understand that's the way sports is, but here's what I also have understood. Not every team operates that way. So when you hear that the Flames are trying to punish Brad Tree Living, are you wondering why maybe he wanted out? His contract was up, and you gave him the opportunity to stay or walk, and he walked? Maybe he was tired of working for people like you. Think about that. And now you're mad that he left. And you're going to hurt yourself by not making the best trade because you're mad at him. That, to quote Joe, is a wow. Yeah. Hey, we'll be back with a heck of a lot more. Uh, Jeff Reinbold coming up next. Uh, you can join us later, Moose, or not. It's up to you. We're late for a break. We'll be right back. We're going across the pond with Coach Reinbold in a moment on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. We're back at it. Game day here in South Florida. The Dolphins home to the Titans. The Finns favored by 13 at Hard Rock Stadium. 8-15 kickoff. If you're going to the game and don't have a parking spot booked yet, don't even try. Don't even try. The, uh, <laughs> the city has said you're not going to get a parking spot. Get a ride. Take the bright line. All parking spots gone. It's insane. And also tonight, Green Bay's at the Giants as we bring in Sky Sports NFL analyst Jeff Reinbold. Coach, good to see you, my friend. I always appreciate the time. And we can, we're going to look, yeah. Well, we can always look back a little bit, but uh, the, the call. Go ahead, Coach. What do you got? What do you got? Well, it's just great to see you. And it's great to see you in some warm weather, my man. Yeah, how was it over there in London? What's going on? It's not warm. I'm just going to say it's. We're not Saskatchewan cold, but it's it's not very warm. <laughs> well, it looks beautiful. I know everybody's in the holiday spirit, except for the officials. They're not in a gift-giving mood uh, in the Kansas City Buffalo game. Your take, if you don't mind, on the Kadarius Tony offside, which cost okay, now, the Chiefs yeah. the win. Okay. To to. Paraphrase my man, Muhammad Ali, this may shock and amaze you, but I'm actually going to say I agree with the officials on this one, right? Now, I know that's a, there's, 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 guys in, there's guys in striped shirts all over Canada falling out their chairs right now when they heard that, but here's the thing. <clears throat> when you're an offensive lineman, right, for, a ta- for example, a tackle, and you're, you know, they get, they want to get off the ball as far as they can because it helps them, you know, in pass protection. The official typically will come to you or go to the sideline and say, hey, "Coach, your right tackle's, you know, too deep. You got to move them up or whatever." All right. And the same thing happens with your punt team because it's the same issue. They need they need space away from the rushers so that they can sort out the rush. However, when you're a wideout, right? you have the opportunity to ask the judge on the side whether you're good or not good. And then he will tell you yes or no. But it's not a courtesy that's extended every time to the sidelines that, oh, coach, your whiteout didn't align correctly. And it wasn't the only, Rod, that was not the only time that the Chiefs lined up. There were a couple times in the game they didn't have enough guys on the line of scrimmage, right? So Kadarius Tony was so blatantly misaligned. And what's shocking about it is when you think about it, this is a junior high issue, right? This is not a, I mean, this is not a NFL, it shouldn't be a pro football issue. You, you look to the side judge, you get your clearance. Now there was not a tight end in the game. So all Kadarius needed to do was look across the formation and he's looking inside at the ball. 
and notice that the other receiver who's supposed to be on the line of scrimmage and was is somehow further back than you. You would think that it would dawn on him that maybe he's got an issue. But again, that's why coaches, you know, go crazy because those kinds of mistakes that took away a play. If that play had been live and, you know, Kelsey caught the ball and laddered it back and they scored the touchdown and they won the game. That game, that thing would have been played a hundred times between now and tomorrow. But because of a, a guy couldn't execute the simplest thing, which is line up correctly, it cost his football team. I was just going to ask you, why does this keep happening? But you kind of explain it. It's what drives coaches crazy because you can't explain a brain fart like that but i'll put it this yeah go ahead no i think i think here's one of the things that my experience in years and years and years in this in this game there's a tendency for players to say i got you coach i I got you no problem i got you I, i i'll get it on i'll get it on game day and it's really hard for coaches to continue to drive and demand and do, you know, all the little things like the best, the best football coach I've ever been around was Dick Vermeil. And he was intense on the little things, because if you take care of the little things, the big things typically will take care of themselves. Now let's deal with a guy like Kadarius Tony drafted extremely high. Why is he in Kansas city? Because they got tired of his act in New York. Right. And so when you look at the drops that he's had, where, where are they because he's physically not able to perform the task? No, it's because his fundamentals are so lacking. And what are fundamentals? Fundamentals typically are attention to detail, right? Paying attention, doing the right thing over and over and over until it's just ingrained in you. But, you know, again, that's not that guy. And if he doesn't get it fixed, he's probably going to be out of Kansas City pretty soon, too. Yeah, I could talk about this with you all day. I love it, but we probably should move on to various other things. I mean, I, I everybody's talking about the Vikings-Raiders game. 3 nothing mini and how embarrassing that is for the NFL. How did you feel? I didn't want to hate it to pay money for that. Well, you know, you look at both those teams, they're on backup quarterbacks. And, you know, Rod, it's so difficult with a backup. And now, you know, Minnesota's on their third. Um, and then you got to give the defensive coaches a little bit of credit in the, in the thing, too. You know, I, I think um, Brian Flores has done a job, great job in Minnesota. And he's probably resurrected his career up there. You know, when he flamed out with the, with the uh, Dolphins and then sued the NFL over – you know, race discrimination. And, you know, he went up there quietly and just went to work and has built a great defense in Minnesota. They do a great job of scheming. Um, That being said, it was a three to nothing football game. And you would think guys that are, you know, the most skilled in the, in the world at what they do and getting paid extremely well could get the ball in the end zone at least one time, but they weren't able to do it. And it was, it was a hard thing to watch. The um, Cowboys, you, I've been thinking ever, all week what you said about the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy because we all have seen him make some kind of dumb decisions in game calling, but he has done a great job with Dak Prescott. I guess you, that was a pretty sound shellacking of a good team last night, right? Everything you said yeah, about I the Cowboys was, was true. I, th- I really thought the Cowboys played extremely well. Now, again, we'll find out a little bit more about the Cowboys this week mm-hmm. when they got to go up to Buffalo and play outdoors and eight what should be eight degrees weather and, you know, all of that because the Cowboys at home are really, really special. And, again, if you think about this AFC race, Rod, it's going to come down, I really believe this, to who's going to get home field advantage through the playoffs because, you know, Miami plays much better in South Florida than they would in Baltimore. And, you know, Baltimore is the kind of team, as we saw last night, they can slog it out with you and just, you know, win ugly uh, on, you know, whether it's a special teams play like last night or whatever. 
And then the Cowboys are really, really good at home. I mean, really good at home. So I, I think that that's going to be interesting to see how that thing sorts itself out. But Dak Prescott is playing as good as he's ever played. Obviously, his connection with C.D. Lamb is, is really special. But the guy that I think really goes under the, under the radar and, and really plays well is that tight end Ferguson. You know, when, when the Cowboys did something last year, Rod, that's, typic, that's not typical of them. One of the key things with older players is, and especially if they're star players, it's hard to get rid of them because you have an emotional tie to them and you think, yeah, they, they can still do it. But the really good organizations typically know when to move on from a guy. Well, they moved on from two guys last year. They moved on from Zeke and they moved on from Dalton Schultz. And both of those guys were established stars at their position and, you know, good cowboys, Jerry's guys, right? Well, they took a chance on Pollard and, and Dowdell, and those guys have played out for them. And then this Ferguson kid, like nobody misses Dalton Schultz right now, and that's the way it should be in, in the National Football League. Yeah, Ferguson was awesome last night. I'm dying to ask you this um, and get your opinion. I was listening to ESPN Radio this morning running, and they talked about Zach Wilson and the great game he had for the Jets and how nobody saw it coming. And uh, Chris Canty said, he goes, I can show you three years of games that he's not that guy we saw yesterday. And that ticked me off because as an addiction recovery coach, mental health coach like I am, I say to people, I look at you at your best. Let's get you to the, at the best. Do you, Coach, judge the players by their best moments or their worst moments? And let's use Zach Wilson as a great example. Well, it's a little of both. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, you are what you put on tape, to quote Bill Parcells. But um, I think one of the things you got to understand is you're not drafted, the second player picked in the draft, because you don't have the physical ability, right? I mean, they measured the kid, they weighed the kid, they looked at hours and hours of film, they you know, did the psychological studies, they did all the things. And, and the, the Jets weren't the only team that felt that strong about the kid. Now, what has happened to him since he can't, has come to New York? It's been a series of offensive coordinators, a series of offensive linemen. The pressures in New York are unique to, in sport. And so, he's kind of you know lost his way now what you saw yesterday is what everybody had hoped for when they drafted the kid and he's not out of the woods yet rod but i do i do subscribe to what you say he's put it on tape now that he can do it now what do you need to do to unlock him so that he can do it on a consistent basis yeah and uh, i'm just going to keep going here because another guy I just love Baker Mayfield because he's kind of what I like to think I am. You'd need to put a bullet in that guy before Baker stops or gives up. You know what I mean? And now they're on the way to winning the NFC South for a third straight year. Uh, not all with him at quarterback, but I just, I just love me some Baker Mayfield. Uh, your take on that race, that turtle race in that division. You know, Baker Mayfield reminds me of a basketball player uh, that was played at BYU and then went on and played for the Celtics. And he then became a, I think he was in the Celtics organization a long, long time. His name is Danny Ainge. And Danny Ainge was that oh, yeah. scrappy six, one, you know, guy that just found a way. And he, you loved him on your team, but you hated playing, playing against him. Cause he was, you know, he just had a, that, that, chip on his shoulder, that everything the Baker's got. And I thought yesterday there were times in that game where a lesser competitor would have folded his tent. And I give Baker credit. It's not always beautiful with Baker, right? He's going to make some mistakes. He's going to do some things. But you get down around the goal line, and the one play that I really remember from that game as I watched it, Rod, is he found his way into the end zone on a short yardage play and it was he it wasn't easy getting in there and he's he's a tough sucker and he he's a competitor and if you know like who's going to win that division i can't tell you because new orleans still has a chance atlanta still has a chance tampa still has a chance but i'm gonna tell you something if i'm going down i want to go down with a guy like that 
Absolutely. And I just look at the way organizations can ruin good players and coaches too. But look, with Cleveland, they try to hang it on Baker. Carolina, look at those places. It's not the quarterback's fault. So any last thoughts, coach? Even tonight, Dolphins, Titans, how ugly is he going to be here in Miami? No, I, I, I think that's going to be an interesting one to watch because the, the Titans can still run the ball enough. And, and uh, now, certainly Miami should win. But I'm, I'm really anxious to watch Will Levis play because there's a guy that's a rookie that if you're a Tennessee Titan fan, you got to feel pretty good about, you know, what's going to happen and what's going to transpire in the future because, you know, getting the, getting the draft pick to pay dividends as early as Will Levis is paying dividends is, I think, a real positive for the Titan organization. For the Dolphins, they just got to keep keep their head down and keep work. you know, get 1-0 this week and then get 1-0 next week because they need, I really, really strongly believe this, they need to be home for the playoffs. They need the South Florida weather. They need that fast track in, you know, Hard Rock Stadium. And so if they do that, they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. Yeah, no doubt. And the Super Bowl is what, in Las Vegas? That'd be their kind of weather uh, for sure. So, yeah, they're a finesse team. They're a finesse team, there's no doubt. Coach, thanks for this. Appreciate you. Is there any way that our audience can watch your stuff over there on Sky Sports? Yeah, you can. Obviously, uh, you know, I'm not into all the streaming and all that other stuff, but I know there's technology that you can get Sky Sports NFL. And then certainly uh, we do a podcast or actually a series of podcasts every week, uh, the Jeff Reinbold Show. And you can follow follow us on Twitter at Jeff underscore Reinbold for any of this stuff. And I appreciate it. Rod, it's always great to do this. We'll see you next Monday and we'll have we're one. We're going to be one week closer. There's only two months till the Super Bowl, my man. How about that? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Coach, you're the best there is. Thanks, thanks for the time. Appreciate you. Coach Reinbold All from right, Sky right. Sports over in London, England, joining us talking uh, four-down ball. Hey, now's the time to text us, 902-518-3033. Sober Carpenter text line. Sober Carpenter non-alcoholic craft beers. Proud partners of the RP Show. Me and you time the rest of the way in a sports update right after this, live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless? or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain. It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at aol.com. It's never too late. Hey, saying it again. I was going to tell you what's going on in sports tonight, but maybe the best thing would be to just read a sports update, which, which I will in a second. Um, just another, <laughs> I'll never forget. It was a couple years ago. It was headed to the Super Bowl in Los Angeles, flying out of here, Miami airport. And a guy had a mask on. Remember when we had to wear the masks and it said misunderstood. And I felt like saying to the guy, Hey, what do you want for the mask, bro? I need that mask. I guess in retrospect, I could have just had that, had it made. But they're, they're going off, Clark. I don't know if you noticed on social media about my comment that I don't feel sorry for Toronto sports fans that Otani crushed their hopes. Oh, yeah. So this Lisa writes me, and she says, you're blaming the fans for being excited that a big-name baseball star was possibly going to sign with them? Otani had the Jays on his list of places to go, and you're blaming people for being hopeful? That's extremely rude and disrespectful. SMH. That's Spicy. about the nicest thing that anybody has said with regards to this, if you've noticed. Jeremy writes and he says he's only making this post so people will talk about him so he can get more, more followers. That's all. 
Um, no, it's not a Toronto thing. It's a sports fans thing. And I guess, and I also know that you're not ever going to change. So I'm just putting it out there. It's the Ryder fans get their hopes up too high. And Shohei Otani was never going to Toronto. And it's, it's, it's a longer story than we have time for here now. I would encourage you, if you don't hate me too much, go to rodpeterson.com and read my 10 things column from the weekend where I said the overzealousness, this is the point on the whole thing, the overzealousness of the Toronto media thing, which wags the tail of the dog, which is all Torontonians, got everybody all worked up that he was coming to Toronto and he was on the plane. That's what I'm saying. It's all your own fault. Get mad at me. Said the what do they say? The race to be first rather than the race to be right. And people say, well, hopefully this gaff and the egg on their face will will cause them to have a look at themselves. But it won't. They they won't. It's their own fault, which is what I said. And everybody's pissed off about it, and I don't care. I'm just explaining where I was coming from on that. Steve Smith watching in Steinbeck, Manitoba. Clearly, we're very big in Steinbeck, Manitoba. He writes in on the 902 line, and he says, as a Chiefs fan, I was embarrassed by Patrick Mahomes. They have nobody to blame but themselves. I swear these guys are swinging me back to saying, well, it was a penalty. What if you go 110? Do we not have a buffer zone? That's what I thought. I'll say it. Yeah, it's like offside, though, right, Clark? Offside, there's no buffer zone there, the blue line. That's what they have replay for, so. Yeah. They've convinced me. I got to go in and change my whole commentary. Uh, David in Winnipeg writes in. He says, I watched the Winnipeg Jets game live and the subsequent replays, and Strom seems to definitely stick out his leg. Maybe not with intent to injure, still avoidable and suspendable. That's from David. We've spent the entire show today basically talking about officiating and discipline, which I swore I would never talk about again. But look, listen, I'm not an idiot. I stay at the Holiday Inn Express. Like, if that's what everybody's talking about, we have to talk about it. But we're also not going to all agree. We have to understand that, right? We're not all going to agree. Strom was not trying to take out Kyle Connor's knee. When you look at it from 87 different angles, he had him lined up to hit him, and Connor ducked out of the way, and they clipped knees. Should have just taken the hit. Anyways, a sports update. Look how fast the time goes. Uh, for Common Crown Brewing, the visiting Toronto Raptors will be looking to end a three-game NBA losing streak when they play the Knicks tonight. The 9-3 and three Raptors are 11th in the NBA's Eastern Conference. The 12-9 and nine Knicks are 7th in the East. L.A. Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert fractured the index finger on his right hand during the second quarter of Sunday's game against the Denver Broncos. Coach Brandon Staley said after the Chargers' 24-7 loss, the team will do more tests before determining how long Herbert will be out. I'll say this. I can't remember the name of it, but Mark Tressman is now writing a blog. Tressman. And you should read it. I can't remember the name of it. If somebody's watching right now or listening, maybe you can tell me. The former coach of the Chicago Bears and the Alouettes and Argos in the CFL pointed out, went through, I think it's called the quarterback room or something like that, why Justin Herbert is one of the greatest quarterbacks in the National Football League. He's on a bad team, so you all think he's terrible. But Trustman points out as a guy that would know why Herbert's one of the best in the entire NFL. Way to go, Trustman. The country's top junior hockey players are in Oakville, Ontario for the Team Canada selection camp ahead of the World Junior Hockey Tournament in Gothenburg, Sweden. Owen Beck of the Pittsburgh Peets, <laughs> Peterborough Peets, is the only returning player from last year's gold medal winning team. The selection camp lasts until Wednesday. The tournament starts Boxing Day. <laughs> That's funny. The Pittsburgh Peets. 33rd team of what league? Oh, I thought I meant the Pittsburgh Peets. 
it's all good. Sports update for Landmark Cinemas in uh, Landmark Cinemas now, Silent Night from legendary director John Woo and the producer of John Wick comes this gritty revenge tale of a tormented father who witnesses his young son die when caught in a gang's crossfire on Christmas Eve. It's very shoot em up, very heart-tugging, definitely not a comedy, and there's no spoken dialogue at all. Think about it. Say, go check it out. Solid night. I did on the weekend, and I enjoyed it. We're also brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. Overtime's next, and I hope it's as spicy as our social media channels going off right now. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, producer Clark tells me six and a half minutes for this overtime segment, and I feel like that's not even going to be enough. I just felt like we were rushed today. It's just because it's Monday. We could do another hour, but we won't. Go back and re-listen to the show, Apple and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Go back and do that or watch the replay at 5 p.m. Eastern. I'm telling you, it's spicy. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Good one. Tony in Saskatoon writes in. He says, hi, Rod. There are media members in baseball and in Toronto that will need surgery to get that egg off their face. Someone should change Mahomes' diaper, by the way. Yeah, a lot of people got real hot and bothered coming out of the weekend, right? David in Winnipeg says, hey, Rod, watch out. When you make a tongue-in-cheek comment, some Toronto sports fans will want to yank it out. Ooh, I'm scared. Ron in Calgary writes in and says, Good morning, Rod Squad. The Flames are becoming the Leafs of the West, overmanaged and handcuffed. In progress. Ron, I'm going to hate to break this to you. Number one, they're not becoming the Leafs of the West. They are the Leafs of the West. That's one. Two, the Leafs are in a playoff, bro. 14-6-4, third in the Atlantic Division. The Flames aren't even in a playoff spot. So not only have they been the Leafs of the West for a while, they're not even that because the Leafs are in a playoff spot and well above 500. And to be honest, it pains me to say that because I'm such a good friend of Ryan Huska's. And I feel like we didn't get, I guess that's the thing. We didn't have enough time today to get into very much at all of what I wanted to talk about. We talked to, about officiating because, again, that's what everybody's talking about. We'd be stupid to not talk about it. I'm not even sure I have this correct, the proper meaning of the word. But as Shivers used to say, it would behoove us to not talk about officiating when that's all anybody's talking about. It would be dumb. And to sit and talk about the Flames' ownership being narcissistic in nature and hurting themselves, putting personal grudges over what's best for the team, isn't really news anymore either. It's just amazing to me that so many people in Calgary, southern Alberta, are, didn't know this. Hey! Randy? from Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary, writes in and says, love your overtime spot. Thank you, Randy. That's why we gave it to you, not the least of which is the namesake. And thanks for the reminder. Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary, where skill and fun collide. I can't wait. I'm getting these messages now from people saying, when are you coming back to Calgary? Probably springtime. And my first stop will be Overtime Hockey Lanes. Book your team, family, office, Christmas party at Overtime Hockey Lanes. I know, you're that dumb-dumb that forgot to book the Christmas party. Don't! Well, do it there. Fully licensed. They got the restaurant. They got the Rod Peterson Show Lane. Listen, we'll bail you out. Free of charge for the advice. Go to Overtime Hockey Lanes and book yours. 
Um, Colin in Ottawa says, how about the Sens absolutely dominating the Wings on Saturday? Got to keep it up and climb out of the basement of the Eastern Conference. Well, as I said the other day, I will eat my shorts if the Sens even make the playoffs. But they looked very strong against the Wings. We watched that one here at home. Sometimes these things happen. To quote Serena, sometimes it happens. Um, Jeff the Stampeders fan says, can the Flames be sold separate from Calgary Sports and Entertainment Corporation? Well, they could, but why? I'll be perfectly honest. I'll be perfectly honest. The Ottawa Senators went for close to a billion dollars. And whether you say that's overpriced or not, anybody, it's what they went for. Yeah, that's a whole concept of market value. The Flames are the only team in that, ownership, that group, that conglomerate, that anybody really wants. So why would you sell them? And you know what? They might be. If they don't get their act together, they might be sold just the Flames. And you're going to be left with the Stampeders and the Hitmen and the Wranglers and the Roughnecks and whatever else I'm forgetting. The only team in Calgary not owned by CSEC is the Surge basketball team, correct? Um, it's a tough spot where we're at in sports right now because I'd like to think a lot of the media in Calgary knows what Bruce Garriock reported from the Post media, but they're not allowed or they're too afraid to report it with fear of backlash from the team. It's the way it is now. B. Henderson in Winnipeg says, Cody Fajardo said this weekend Montreal fan base rivals Saskatchewan. I think he meant are better looking. Don't assume what somebody else meant. Don't assume what somebody else is thinking. Wayne in Victoria, B.C., Sorry, he's trying to get this. Where is it? Uh, oh, they're talking about John Frenzy, of course, who passed away at the age of 86 on Friday. To the big broadcast booth in the sky, watch for our forthcoming tribute to John Frenzy. Glenn and Medicine had, it's not too often a player's injured when they collide shoulder to shoulder. It's the contact where a guy only gets a piece of the other guy that it usually gets ugly. So take the hit. That's what Kyle Connor should have done. Human nature to do what he did, though. It's been fun, everybody. We'll do it all again tomorrow, noon Eastern, here on Game Plus and Key Radio. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.